uh, want to go over something briefly here from uh, um, last Sunday. We started what I would call our Weeks of Jesus, where we're going to be talking about uh, Jesus Christ. I don't think we could have picked a more appropriate person to talk about than this man called Jesus, because he's made an impact on so many of our lives. And we simply entitled it, Jesus, Our Great Example. And if we could get this up on the screen, 1 Peter 2, 21 and through verse 25, that was our text scripture. But if you'd like to look there, we can look at that together. 1 Peter chapter 2, 1 Peter chapter 2, hallelujah, I'll wait for them to get that up there if we can. 1 Peter, amen, chapter 2. I didn't prepare them to do this, so that falls on me this morning. First Peter chapter 2, verse 21. We're going to be reading through verse 25. We're talking about Jesus, our great example. Amen? Hallelujah. Of course, we couldn't have had a greater example. I'm sure we've all had men or women in our lives that were great examples to us or someone that we could emulate or be like, and we've all had people like that. But look here in First Peter Chapter 2, beginning in verse 21, it says, For even hereunto were ye called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow whose steps? His steps. You might want to underline that in your Bible. We're following after him. Who did no sin, neither was guile found in his mouth. Who, when he was reviled, reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not but committed himself to him that judgeth righteously, who his own self bare our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sin should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes we were, or ye were, healed. Verse 25 says, For ye were, everybody say were, for ye were sheep going astray, but now, everybody say now, but are now returned unto the shepherd and bishop, of our souls. No wonder he was the great example. If we were to just follow after those verses there, beginning in verse 21, all the way through through verse 25, I think it would be okay for us. Amen? Last week, we touched on these things that we ought to be followers, not only of Christ, but we also should be followers of his word. We should follow after his word. We should also follow after his conversation. Our conversation should have been changed when you accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Amen. Also, we talked about we need to be examples in love. Jesus being the great example of love, if we'll just follow after him. I mean, if you know your love, our love, my love, everyone's love can be developed. It's one of the fruits of the Spirit. So we're so thankful that you weren't born that you could just automatically love everybody, but because of the fruits of the Spirit, and that's one of the fruits of the Spirit, love, that's in us when we get saved. But how many of you know that needs to be developed? As long with that, along with love, many other things I'm developing uh, even as we speak today. Another example that we need to follow after is the Spirit. What a great example to follow. This man called Jesus had all of these characteristics, and these are just a few that I picked out. Amen. Another one is faith. We need to follow his example in faith. I don't think he ever missed it, do you? 
I don't think he ever missed it. Also, impurity. Purity simply means free from guilt. Amen. To be clean and to be rid of impurities. What a man to follow after who came through and was all of these things I just mentioned to you. Amen. So we're so glad that what a great example this man Jesus can be and will be all the rest of your days. Amen. If we'll put that to work. Amen. Praise God. If you would, let's turn to the book of Ecclesiastes. Hallelujah. We're still talking about Jesus, our great example. Say that with me. Say, Jesus, our great example. You'll never find a greater example anywhere because of who this man was. He wasn't just anybody. He wasn't just a carpenter. He wasn't just a guy that showed up on fishing trips. He wasn't just a guy that happened to pray in the garden all night long, but he was the son of God. He was God's son sent down here in bodily flesh, amen, wrapped in flesh to give you and I an opportunity to be who he is. Now you're saying, Pastor, how can I be like him? Well, when we accepted Jesus Christ as our personal savior, didn't, didn't he say, be like me? Didn't he tell the fishermen, you're not only going to be fishing for fish, but I'm going to teach you how to fish for men. What an example. We ought to still be doing that example today. Amen. But in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, hallelujah, let's turn there in your Bibles. I didn't give them this either, so I'll give them a moment to get there. I said last week, you ought to start carrying your Bibles because this stuff may click off at any time. And then you'll always have your Bible with you. Amen. Need to get a good Bible that you can mark up, write up, and just put all kind of things in it. Uh, notes and different things like that. Amen. Hallelujah. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, beginning in verse 1. It says, to, every, to everything there is a season. Now, in Ecclesiastes here from verse uh, 1 down to verse 9, it's talking about seasons. I mean, if you know, we all go through seasons in life. They change. We're about ready to get out of the season of hot summer. And fall is just around the corner. That could be some people's favorite season. We all have our favorite seasons. Amen. But I like what the, the writer said here. He says, to everything, to everything, there is a season and a time. Amen. To every purpose. Under heaven, a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to pluck up that which is planted, a time to kill, a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to cast out stones and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to get and a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to cast away. A time to rend and a time to sow. A time to keep silence and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time of war and a time of peace. There is a season for all of these. But I want to make this comment. You might want to write this down. There will never be a season. There will never be a season where in God's word, it won't work for you. 
Whatever season you're going through, whatever it is you're facing, there will never be a time where Jesus won't be the example you need to have through each one of those seasons. What a mighty God we serve. This man called Jesus. Our example. Our example is someone catching your example. I heard a guy say one time, it's like faith. Faith can be taught, but more or less what faith needs to be, it needs to be caught. You need to catch it. Teachers can teach till they're blue in the face. Preachers and evangelists can preach till the the sweat's running out and the spit's flying out of their mouth. (laughs) But you've got to catch it. Amen. And if you don't, if you don't catch it, I, if I had a ball, I'd throw it to somebody, but I don't have one. There you go. Tyler, right? You awake this morning? If I were to toss that to you, it's a good thing he caught it because. <laughs> now throw it to me while I'm looking. It's caught. It's better caught. Because actually, if he had to caught it, Bev would have wore it about right here. <laughs> now the lid is on it. Amen. And, and God's word is like that. You've got to catch it. But there'll never, there'll never, I want to emphasize that there'll never be a season in your life where God's word won't work for you. He will always be the greatest example that you will ever need in any season that you're going through. And all those seasons we mentioned there, not all those seasons are happy. Of course, not all those seasons are sad either. But through all those seasons, God will be faithful. I said God will be faithful. Now let's turn over here to the book of Matthew. This is what we're going to talk about today. And I'm so glad of that. Talking about, I love talking about Jesus. We'd be here till Jesus comes and never get enough messages about Jesus. Amen. Amen. Today we're going to talk about Jesus, our great example in salvation. Hallelujah. Amen. I don't know if everybody here in this church this morning has accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. But before you leave today, you're going to have an opportunity to accept Jesus as your personal Savior. And when you do that, you can begin your journey. You can take your first steps of being like him. Amen. Yeah, we can be like him. When we accept him as our personal savior, we can be like him. I'm so glad that Jesus made it really clear to us. And we ought to grab a hold of that. And we ought to remember this, that Jesus only said those things that his father told him to say. That will keep you out of a lot of trouble. How many of you kids in George and Beverly's family stayed out of trouble if you did what mom and dad told you? You did. (laughs) And I'm not picking on Ben. Again, it's wonderful to have George and Beverly's family. There's nothing like having your family around you. It just makes you strong, make you feel good, make you happy. Amen? Isn't that, that's so profound, it's so easy. Only do 
what your father tells you. Only say what he says to say. Boy, wouldn't that keep us out of a lot of trouble? Where you and I get in trouble is when we begin to add to what he says to what I think it ought to say or what I think it should say. Or my opinion. And you know what opinions we all have one. We do. We really do. But I'm so glad to know that Jesus, our great example today, what a greater example did he ever give than the gift of salvation. And isn't it good, isn't it good to know that that word salvation is an all-inclusive word. It not only teaches us to be that we can be saved, but it also carries a connotation that if you're saved, you're also healed and delivered and have your needs met because it's all in him. I said, because it's all in him, our great example. Look here, Matthew chapter 1, beginning in verse 18. Matthew chapter 1, verse 18 says, Now the birth of Jesus was on this wise, when as his mother Mary was a spouse to Joseph before they came together, she was found the child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, not willing to make her public example, was minded to put her away privily or privately. But... While he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take thee, I marry thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And verse 21 says, And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, and he shall save his people from their what? Sins. Thank God that Jesus, and only Jesus, is the Savior and the right word, the right path. Jesus is the only one. I don't care what the world is preaching, what the world is teaching. If you'll receive what God said in his word, Jesus came to what? Forgive you and me of my what? Sin. And if you've done that, you're on the right path. Jesus, your great example. Him and Him alone has the right and the authority to eradicate, do away with, demolish the sins that you had on your life before you accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Can I have a big amen? Whoa! Glory to God. He walks like no other man walks. He talks like no other man talks. Because he's talking like his father. Come on now. What an example or a better example we could be if we would talk more like our father. Our way to salvation. Look over here in Acts 4.12. We're just going to look at a few scriptures this morning. Acts chapter 4. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 4, verse 12. (laughs) I just love the word, don't you? I can get excited, but I get real excited when I talk about this man called Jesus. Because I know what he's done in my life. Now, I don't know what he's done in your life, but I know what he's done in my life. Amen. Now, if we're looking at the same picture, I can just imagine you and I can imagine me sitting down with Jesus someday face to face and try to talk. And all we can do is just look at him. That gives you them Holy Ghost bumps. Cause him to run up your 
uh, arm all the way up to your shoulder. Sometimes they get down in your feet and cause you want to dance. Well, it's this man called Jesus. He really did save my life. He really did change my life. And I thank him for that. Amen. Acts chapter 4 verse 12. It says neither. In other words, there can't be any other. There's that word salvation. Neither is there salvation any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be what? Saved. He's telling us we must be saved if we're going to make it to heaven. How many of you believe in heaven this morning? Well, if you're going to make it in there, if you're going to make it there, you must believe on this man called Jesus Christ. I didn't write that. He did. This man called Jesus. Amen. I said he is still in the saving business. He is still in the grace business. He is still in the family business. He is still in the fellowship business. What an example he is in every area of your life as well as in every area in my life. We're talking about the great example of salvation. There will never be a greater thing. You know, we'll never witness any greater miracle, I don't believe than having a man or a woman come to the altar and give their life to Jesus. What a picture that only heaven can paint. What an artist the Holy Spirit must be when he began to design your life. Oh, they're going to be so thankful. They're going to thank me so much. Talking about the Father, God, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. He has great designs for your life. Look over here in Acts chapter 5 and verse 31. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Acts 5.31. It says, Him, talking of Jesus, hath God exalted with his right hand to be a prince and a what? A savior for to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. He's not leaving anyone out. Isn't it good to know that we, we know that, that Israel is God's chosen people. We know that. And that doesn't offend me. It doesn't bother me a bit. Amen. God even will make a way and has made a way that Israel can even repent of not accepting Jesus as the Messiah, Yeshua, this man called Jesus. Isn't he wonderful? He's the one that brings the message of salvation. Now look over here at Acts chapter 10. Acts chapter 10, verse 43. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Acts 10, verse 43 says, To him, Jesus, doesn't say that up there, but that's who he's talking about. To him, give all the prophets witness that all the prophets, now you think of all the prophets from Genesis to Revelations, every one of them, if I'm interpreting this correctly, every one of those witnesses believed that Jesus was the Messiah. Isn't that true? Isn't that what it says? To him gave all the prophets witness that through his name, Whosoever believeth in him, what? Shall what? Shall receive remission of sin. The same witness that Jesus brought is the same witness that we have today. 
The witness hasn't changed. The message hasn't changed. It's Jesus Christ and him alone. It's Jesus Christ and him alone. Amen. It's the goodness of God that leads what? Men to repentance. This man called Jesus. What a big part he ought to play in your life. From the moment you lay down to the minute you wake up in the morning, he consistently ought to be on your breath and in your heart. How do we pray all day? Well, we just talk about him all day. How do you communicate with God? I not only read this, this is how I communicate him right here, but I also communicate him by talking. Good morning. How you doing, God? This is me. It's my routine when I wake up. Good morning, God. How you doing today? I'm doing good. Talking about me. And then I'll just start talking. Well, you're talking to yourself. No, I'm not talking to myself. I'm talking to him. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. It's good to talk to him. I pray you had a good conversation with him this morning before you got up and had your coffee. Amen. Well, maybe you talk to him better after you had a cup of coffee or while you're having your cup of coffee. That'll work too. I don't believe God is against coffee. Do you even wrote a book called Hebrews? So let's go on. To him gave all the prophets witness or the opportunity. Amen. Amen. To him, Jesus gave all the prophets witness that through his name, he came and he was a witness to those that he stood before. They knew he was coming. Hundreds and hundreds of years from Genesis to the book of Revelations, it was prophesied that there was one coming. And John saw it. He said, behold, the Lamb of God. He'd been preaching about him. He'd been talking about him. But can you imagine John? John must have swaddled his tongue when he saw Jesus coming down into the water. Uh, 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 uh. Behold. I mean, he's, you're the one I've been preaching about. You're the one I've been telling all these people about to repent. To get Jesus into your life. But he said, behold, there he is. There he is for all to witness. Behold, the Lamb of God that what? Takes away the sins of the world. Only him and only him. Woo! Glory to God. Hallelujah. To him gave the prophets all witness or witness that through his name, whosoever believeth in him, should receive what? Remission of sin. Talk about that name just briefly here. You know, my name's not really important. Now, the only time my name is really, really important was when our kids was at home and they knew who the money man was. (laughs) They would go to mom and mom would say, better go ask dad. Amen. Amen. Uh, my name meant something <laughs> in that carnal state. But it did mean something. Amen? Because I'm the one that pulled the, the purse strings. Amen? Hallelujah. But there's something in a name. Now see, my name couldn't have done what his name did. <laughs> and what what makes a name powerful is behind of is what's behind the name. It's what's back here. 
Amen. I think I've used this illustration before. I can stand out here on Brighton Avenue, walk out in the middle of the road and hold my hand up like this and I'll probably get run over. Actually, that's not wisdom, period. <laughs> but you let a police officer pull up in a, a uh, state police car or a city police car. Park the car right beside the intersection out here and have those red lights going on and step out in the middle of that intersection and do this. Everything stops and everybody stops. Why? It wasn't him. But it was, it was what was behind the whole authority of that badge. He not only represented the city of Kansas City, but he also represented the state of Missouri. <laughs> Not only does Jesus represent our salvation, but he represents every season of your life. And he has authority over all of them. Whoo, glory to God. Okay, let's stay here in Acts. Look at Acts 13. Acts 13, 38. It says, be it known unto you, therefore, men and brethren, that through this man, talking about Jesus again, amen, I mean, it's just undoubtedly here. We're talking about Jesus. Be it known unto you, therefore, men and brethren, that through this man, Jesus, through this man, Jesus, is preached unto you the forgiveness of sins. Whose name? Whose name? Whose name is going to cause you to be saved? Jesus. 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 I am a Jesus man. I am. I do. A friend told me one time, he said, you talk and preach an awful lot about this. Jesus can do anything. He said, are you a Jesus only man? I said, yes, I am. Jesus is the only one that can save me. Jesus is the only one that can heal me. Jesus is the only one that can deliver me. Amen? Jesus is the only one. And when someone preaches to you the forgiveness of sins and they don't bring in the name of Jesus, you can't be saved because there's only one name given under heaven whereby a man would be saved and that is the name of Jesus. Acts 4.12 Woo! Don't you love it? And don't you love him? Look here at 1 Timothy chapter 2. 1 Timothy chapter 2. 1 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 5 and verse 6 it says, For there is one God, one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. <laughs> Who is it that's standing in for you? Jesus. There's one God, one mediator. See, Jesus Christ is the only one that can mediate your salvation towards the Father. No one else can do that. I said, now we can pray for people, but it's Jesus, the mediator, who goes to God for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, Jesus, and me. I go to Jesus. Jesus, I want to be saved. 
Okay, I'll go to the Father and mediate your case. Have you committed any sin? No, I accepted you as my personal Savior. I have no sin. Come on now. Now, Jesus, the mediator, couldn't go to God. Uh, Father, I want to mediate his case, but he hasn't, forgiven, hasn't been forgiven of his sins. Well, God can't help him. But Jesus, again, can look at me and say, now, if you'll repent of your sins, if you'll go and, and accept me as your personal Savior, Romans 10, 8, 9, and 10, amen, believe in your heart, confess with your mouth, the Bible says you what? Will be saved. So if you'll do that, I'll mediate for you. I'll go to the Father. All I need to hear is a word from you. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. He's ready. Jesus, Father Joe said he's ready. He believes in his heart, confessed with his mouth. And you said in your word that if anybody would do that, he would be saved. And God looks at Jesus and he said, hey, you're a pretty good mediator. I'm going to let him in. That means he's in. He mediates your case. Not based on the sins you've committed, but it's based on the commitment that you gave to Jesus when you said yes to him. Jesus took it to his father, mediated your case. Now you're free. Woo! Glory to God. Thank God I've got a good mediator. You better be careful who you allow to be your mediator. You better be careful who you allow to represent you. <laughs> Come on now. He's never lost a case. He never has. I said he's never lost a case. For there is one God, one mediator between God, the men, the men and men, the man Christ Jesus. Verse 6. Who gave himself a what? A ransom for all and to be testified in due time. He paid for us all. The baby that was born this morning, he paid the price. Amen. Of course, we know babies are, they don't have any sin in them, and they're as good as God wants them. They'll go straight to heaven. But there is going to come a time when that child, like us, grew up. And now we're going to have to answer for ourselves. Amen. Mommy, mommy. Mothers can't protect you from the Father forever. Because one of these times, Dad's going to find out about it. And when he does, you're going to catch the dickens for it. Oh, yeah. My mom did everything she could to hide things from my dad to keep me out of trouble. But there came a time. I don't know how he did it. He always found out. He did. He, I, don't, I don't know. He must have had eyes everywhere, all over town. But he eventually found out. Amen? Folks, eventually, God is going to find you out. And you better have a good mediator when you go to God, whose name is what? Jesus. Look here, Ephesians. Book of Ephesians. Uh, just go backwards here. Ephesians chapter 1. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 7. I tell you, you, you preachers that are in here, it's, it's not always easy 
when these vents are open and that food. <laughs> I mean, I'm smelling it already. <laughs> Come on now, stay focused. Stay focused with me. Aaron, I'm almost done. <laughs> stay focused. Hold your nose or something to where, you know, get a, we'll pass out clothespins next time. But uh, verse 7, Ephesians 1 says, It's in, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace. Oh, thank God for grace. I've been walking in grace my whole life because I've always needed a lot of it. But he has plenty. He has plenty. He has plenty to give out. Can you say amen? Now let's look here at Titus chapter 2. Titus chapter 2. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Titus chapter 2 and verse 14. Who gave himself for us that he, Jesus, might redeem us might redeem us, you need to underline that next word, might redeem us from what? All iniquity. All wrong. That He didn't come just to save half of what you did. He came to forgive you of all that you did. Amen. Or will do. Amen. How many of you know you're not immune uh, to repentance once you've asked Jesus to come into your life? Sin is always out there. But thank God, grace does much more abound. Amen. Amen. If, you have, if you have problems like that, be quick to repent. Be quick to go to him. Amen. But look here at verse 14. Who gave himself for us that he, what, might redeem us from all iniquity and what? Purify, make clean unto himself a what? A peculiar people zealous of good works. Amen. Amen. I think of those peculiar people every time I go towards Oklahoma, uh, Joplin. Town called Peculiar. I wonder if they know they're in the Bible. All you peculiar people. Well, we ought to be peculiar. In who we believe in. Amen. Our walk, our talk, who it is that we believe in. Amen. Now look here at Galatians chapter 1. Galatians, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Galatians, hallelujah. Galatians chapter 1, verse 4 says, Who gave himself what? For our sins. Who did that? Jesus. See, you need to, you need to be able to give someone a good answer when they ask you, who was it that died for your sins? Well, it was Jesus. And he's still doing that today. Yeah. Amen. And all, all he's listening for is someone's voice to say, Jesus, I need you. It don't have to be some long, drawn-out prayer. You don't have to spend 30 minutes down here praying and crying out. And, I mean, that's okay. I've seen all of that. 
But what does it take? It takes an honest heart. Jesus, I'm a sinner. And I need help. And if you believe that in your heart, confess that with your mouth, that the Lord Jesus is who he says he is. Bible says you're saved. Who gave himself for our sins that he might deliver us from this present evil world. You don't think there's deliverance in this present evil world that we're in? Sometimes I think, oh man, what are we going to do? I mean, every turn, east, west, north, south, there's hell everywhere. And evil everywhere. Every evil work that you could think of. More so. More so. My wife and I were talking about what... When we were raising our kids, there was no, no, big, no big things that we were concerned about that they weren't going to make it through. But today, our children and our grandchildren, just trying to discuss and talk with my own grandchildren about school. Papa, you don't even know. And I don't. What goes on? Even in grade school and in middle school. But thank God we have a Redeemer. Thank God we have someone that we can pray to to cover our children and grandchildren. Come on now. And it has everything to do with our local church. It has everything to do with you and I being examples to our children. And like followers. Amen. What a great example this man Jesus was. Glory to God. Galatians chapter 2. Hallelujah. Galatians chapter 2. We'll close with this one. Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20. It says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I. Boy, get a hold of that. Amen. Look at that real close. See, the the church world needs to realize that it never was about you and never will be. We don't build the church on you. We don't build the church on your money, your offerings, your tithes, your family, your talent, your anointing, amen, your pastor. It's not what it's built on. Amen? We in agreement so far? (laughs) It's not on any of those things. Amen? It says, I, Jesus... Amen. Or the Apostle Paul talking here. He says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Amen. How many of you realize you kept right on living when you accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior? We kept right on living. Amen. We just kept right on living. We're facing things. We accepted Jesus. We go through troubles. We go through trials. We go through all these things. But look what Paul said. Even though he was living, he said, yet not I. The only way Paul made it, the only way that you're going to make it, the only way that I'm going to make it, the only way that this church is going to make it or any other church is going to make it, is he said, 
yet not I. Wasn't about me. Wasn't about your ideas. Amen. Even though they might have been good. Amen. He said, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me and the life which I now live in the flesh. I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself <coughs> for me. Amen. Now, if we can live that way, we're going to be successful. Individually and as a whole. It's all about him. Jesus, our great example today in the way of salvation. It's all, it's all about him. <laughs> it's all about him. Without him, him, I'm nothing. But when I joined his family, he has given me opportunity to do great things because of him and him living in me. Amen? Praise God. Let's stand this morning. Hallelujah. Lisa, could you help me this morning on the piano just a little bit? Hallelujah. Amen. We've uh, got some more good weeks coming talking about this Jesus. I love it. Hallelujah. I mean, uh, you know, I've been serving God a long time, and I'm sure there's many in here who've been serving God longer than I have. But did you know every time, if, if we'll look and listen, we'll learn something new. Probably none of those scriptures that you heard today, you heard for the first time. But you know what? They may not all be new, but they're all true. <laughs> And he wants to be true to you. Maybe not everyone in your life has been true to you. Maybe not everybody in your life has been a great example to you. Don't allow that to weight you down. There's a new man in town. And his name is Jesus. If you're here this morning and you're not sure that if Jesus were to walk through that door right there, come down here and give the altar call himself and look every one of us in the eye and say, are you ready? And if you could say yes, then you're okay. But if you're not, and certainly we wouldn't want to embarrass anyone this morning, but if you'd like to say yes to Jesus or renew your covenant with him, amen, then I ask you to just Come right now. You're among friends. Not one person in here would think any less of you. When I was in the Baptist church, they would give altar calls and I would be having trouble. I didn't want to go down front because I thought everybody would think that I'd backslid. No, I hadn't backslid. I was just having some problems. And I needed someone to pray with me. I needed someone to help me. But if you're not sure, absolutely 100% sure that Jesus is your Savior, I want you to come down front. 
Tommy, let me ask you this. If Jesus were to come through that door right there, do you believe that Jesus is the Son of God? Do you believe he died on the cross of Calvary? If you believe that, and if you can raise your hand and say, I love Jesus, then the Bible says you're okay. Can you say, I'm okay? I'm okay. All right. All right. With mouth, we speak. Amen. Hallelujah. Anyone else? If you're here and you want to say that same prayer and you don't feel comfortable coming forward, everybody just kind of close your eyes. Not kind of close your eyes, but everybody just close your eyes. And if you need prayer in that area, would you just raise your hand? Nobody looking but me and God. You need help. You need assurance. Anyone, anywhere in this church this morning, just lift your hand up and say, yeah, Pastor, I need help. Well, if you do, I'll, I'll pray for you. I'm going to pray for everybody in here anyway. But, Father, we thank you right now in the name of Jesus. We pray the goodness of God over every man, woman, boy, and girl in this room today. May our hearts be open. May our spirits always be repentive of the things that we need to be repented of. Let us be examples, genuine examples of who Christ is. Let us be developed every day, every day. Develop us, Lord. Develop every one of us in here. Nobody in here is perfect. No one. Not one person in here is perfect. But because of you, we can face every day. So we give you praise. We give you glory in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen and amen. You want me to go ahead and pray over the food? Or is there anything else I need to do? Just, just that. Just that. Okay. Amen. Hallelujah. Everybody say, it's here. It's, here. it's time to eat. It's time to eat. <laughs> and I'm sure there is plenty. There is plenty. Please don't run off. If you're a visitor and you're visiting, please stay and eat. And let's please let our elders uh, give them some time to get downstairs and get in.